Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Anand Kale, and I'm the founder and CEO at Absin. The world around us has changed dramatically in the last two years. Started with the pandemic, when we all started working from home, it changed the way we live, the way we do business. There was a correction in the economy, a change in the economy, and then we had one of the massive uh, increases in the stock market. Associated changes in the supply chain, labor shortages, and a boom like no other. And then earlier this year, we had a correction, a massive correction again. And since then, we have been talking about the recession. The question today is not about the recession itself, but how long it's going to be or how deep it's going to be. And today, I have the privilege of having these three gentlemen here to join me in this conversation to figure out and give their thoughts on how to react to this change in the economy. How do we best equip ourselves to change our businesses as finance leaders so that we can emerge out stronger and even more transformative once this is all through us? Joining me today is Arif Jan Mohammed, partner at Lightspeed Ventures, Alex Bard, partner at Redpoint Ventures, and both these guys have um, an amazing experience. They're going to introduce themselves shortly, but they sit on the boards on a number of companies. They have conversations, they work next to CEOs, CFOs on how to navigate the companies, how to navigate the economy, and you're going to get a ringside view on what they are saying and how to best equip yourself. Also joining in this chat is Naresh Bansal, our very own CFO at Absin, who works with a community of CFOs and is going to provide his insight as well. Thank you, everyone, and welcome to this chat. So I'm going to start off first with giving each of them a minute to introduce themselves, starting with Arif. Yeah, thank you, Anand. It's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, and uh, a little bit about myself. I've been in the Silicon Valley for almost 25 years. Lived through the dot-com bust, lived through the global financial crisis in 2008 to 2010, and now living through the latest uh, recession. We'll see what, uh, what terminology they, they give it. But as an investor, I've been in the ecosystem investing in high-growth, early-stage companies for 15 years. And before that, I was actually an engineer and a product manager. I'm at Lightspeed Venture Partners, which is a global multi-stage venture capital firm. We recently raised $7.1 billion in our most recent capital raise. We manage over $18 billion in capital globally. We've been very, very fortunate as investors to have invested at the earliest stages behind such transformational companies as Affirm, which was Max Lepchin's company, who is the founder of PayPal, Snapchat, we were the first capital in there. And in the, in the um, enterprise side, AppDynamics, which was acquired for $4 billion by Cisco, MuleSoft, one of the largest software acquisitions of all time by Salesforce, Nutanix in the cloud infrastructure space, TripActions, and many, many more. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And I'll also mention, of course, that I'm on the board of AppSend. Thank you, Arif. Rish? I'm Naresh Bansal. We're delighted to be here and I'm a CFO at AppZen. I've been in the Valley for the last 30 years. I've been through the sort of good times where the real, it's all about the growth and, and been through the sort of times where it's all about sort of how do we manage our operations more efficiently and, and get through the kind of phase here. So delighted to be here and happy to share my, my thoughts and insights. Alex? Uh, 
Alex Bard, partner at Redpoint Ventures, uh, RF is hard to follow. We manage uh, roughly $7 billion globally. have spent the uh, better part of 20 years investing in enterprise software companies. Uh, great names such as Snowflake, where we were an early investor, New Bank, which recently went public, HashiCore, uh, and many others. My background is that I've been part of Redpoint for now uh, seven years investing in high-tech, early-stage companies, including AppZen, which actually I think has the distinction of being my first investment as a venture capitalist. Um, and prior to that, I was on the operating side. I co-founded four enterprise software companies dating back to the mid-90s under the banner of CRM. Most recently, I was CEO of a company that was acquired by Salesforce.com in 2011, ran the second largest business there uh, globally for three and a half years, uh, and now get to learn from and help founders avoid all the mistakes that I made as an operator. That is awesome. What an awesome, amazing panel we have. And between the three of you, I think you, you guys cover every kind of business out there from consumer to cybersecurity, infrastructure, applications. I'm, I'm pretty sure um, our finance leaders today are hearing about all the different areas of the businesses that need to transform, right? So uh, the first thing I want to uh, you know, chat about and uh, learn from you is what exactly has changed? We know about the economy has changed, but if you can throw some uh, insight into how transformative is or how massive this is about the economy itself. Yeah, well, we, we can talk about the last six months, but I think it's actually more insightful and thoughtful to think about the last three years. One of the things that we've heard a lot about over the last three to five years is digital transformation. Companies moving to the cloud, companies adopting SaaS applications, companies replatforming their entire enterprise application and infrastructure. The thing is, in March 2020, the world completely changed. We went from working in offices to working at home collaborating over Zoom and Slack, and really trying to reinvent the way that we work and play together. And at that point in time, something really interesting happened across the enterprise. Satya Nadella famously said in April of 2020 that three years of digital transformation happened in three months or less. And what has happened is the entire fabric of the enterprise has fundamentally changed. The applications that we use now on a daily basis and have adopted across the user base has accelerated. The pace of innovation, the pace of acceptance of new applications, of new infrastructure, of the cloud, and of new security paradigms has completely changed. This creates an opportunity. And now if we think about the last six months, we've seen the economy change. We've seen a recession potentially arrive over the next two to three quarters. And we've seen companies really have to rethink the way that they think about cost, expenses, and how they work even more. And AI will play a huge part of this. And this is where companies like AppZen really come in, in terms of how do you rethink the way that your application infrastructure and your application stack takes advantage to AI to drive better and more efficient uh, ways for us to work and play together. Yeah, I'll pick up something on, on what Arif said. Uh, you know, I don't know if recession is coming. It's unclear uh, if it will or, or if it won't. Uh, and I guess we'll see over the next six months or so. Uh, but what I do believe is that the slope and arc of technology adoption has never been greater. That I fundamentally believe. And what's happened over the last three years, as Arif mentioned, is that we are moving from a modern monetary policy of 0% interest rate capital being infused into the market by the Fed to the Fed because of now inflation, supply chain issues, 
war, all of these things intersecting to having to pull that capital back to control inflation, which impacts every single person um, in this country. And so I don't think we will see zero interest rate capital anytime soon. It may, in fact, you know, not happen for five years. It may not happen for 10. It might not happen for 20 years. And so because of that, what we're seeing is that over the last three years, growth at all costs was being rewarded because you could fuel that growth at all costs with this capital that was being given away. Now what's being rewarded, and, and that is in part what's led to the correction market, is efficient growth. Growth at all costs is no longer uh, sustainable. And so what that means is that organizations have to move and change their mentality. They have to look inwardly and again, think about how do we become more efficient? How do we drive growth? Because growth is still fundamental uh, to the world, to creating great opportunities, to creating jobs, to transforming whole industries. But how do we do that hyper-efficiently? And I think the way that we do that is uh, through intelligence and applying not capital to solve problems, but intelligence and technology. And the intersection of technology and intelligence is AI. And I think that can help drive a lot of the efficiency that these organizations are going to need, not just to survive, you have to survive by default, but to thrive over the next three to five to 10 years, regardless of whether we're in a recession or not. One of the conversations that we've continuously had across our entire portfolio of over 400 companies on a global basis, and I'm sure this is happening across every venture capital firm and also every Fortune 500 Global 2000 company, is as we move into this new normal, this world where the cost of capital has become elevated, this world where we have to deal with things like inflation and war and other difficult situations around the world, is how do we cut costs? How do we ca cut cash burn? And how do, how do we grow efficiently? And fundamentally, this means looking at not only things like headcount, but also processes within the organization. Which processes and where within those organizations are we inefficient? How do we optimize those processes thoughtfully? And how do we leverage what people call digital transformation, but also as we look forward, intelligent transformation to really optimize today's modern enterprise? That is awesome. I mean, the takeaway is that the cost of capital has increased so much. Um, you have to grow, like you said, but you have to grow efficiently. So if you put yourself into um, our audience out here, finance leaders, they are talking to the CFO. The CFO is uh, learning from the exec leadership team and the CEO. What do you think are the CEOs telling all these companies, they're telling their teams? Uh, you're talking about transformation, you're talking about cutting cost, about growing efficiently, but how do, they, um, uh, how do they put that or operationalize that? What is the message that they're hearing? So, you know, I think, it, you know, when we think about sort of in the current economic environment, it's even more imperative, like, you know, Arif said there. So, you know, we're going to look at all operational excellence across all facets of the organization. You know, headcount is just one part of that. But it's more important that the current people that we have, how do we make them more efficient? How do we make them more productive? And, and we're looking at technologies across the field where using those adopting newer technologies, whether it's AI or, or how can we make those people more smarter and more intelligent? you know, hiring more people is not the, the solution at this, kind, at this time when we are looking to, you know, manage our costs in a much more effective way. So, you know, we're looking at across all tools and technologies that can help us be more efficient and, and deliver the same or more by, with having lesser cost. How do you, how do you allocate uh, capital um, 
there's every every kind of investment uh, that you want to do in transformation requires money to be spent. Right. Right. So um, has the bar gone higher or companies have to think differently in terms of ROI? Um, what are you seeing there in, in that case? In an environment where capital is essentially zero, which was what we've lived through over the last three, maybe two years or longer, I think people were not scrutinizing effectively the ROI on their investments. Increasingly, we're seeing boards really pressure put pressure on the CEO and the CFO to think through what is the ultimate ROI, right? So buying software, for example, from a place like AppSend or from another enterprise software company, it reaps rewards, but it does have an upfront cost. Everything does, whether that upfront cost is software licenses, whether it's implementation costs, whether it's consulting costs. However, as you think about optimization of manual processes, as you, as you think about increase in productivity of your, your employees, the ultimate mantra is do more with less. And so an upfront investment may actually reward two, three, four, five times the initial investment and just make your company and your enterprise much, much more efficient. Yeah, I think the, the advice that we're giving is, again, when capital is free and the reward is around growth, you're gonna experiment with a lot of different projects. You're going to hire for the future. You're not going to hyper-focus on efficiency because you're not being rewarded for it. I think in today's world, again, where capital is no longer abundant, where cost of capital is much greater, where valuations reflect not just growth, but they reflect the efficiency of that growth, you're going to look at things that were nice-to-haves, and all of those are going to go away. All of those projects that were nice-to-have are all put on hold indefinitely. And I think that the projects, they will continue to get funded and even likely more funding are the ones that, as you know, we've been talking about, have a very clear ROI. And that ROI is bottom line savings. That ROI is workflow and efficiency in an organization to make an organization move faster. And that ROI is ultimately employee experience, right? Because if employees are having a great experience inside of the organization, that also leads to great outcomes. And so if you have a project that you can invest in that is gonna touch all of those things, reduce your cost, improve workflow inside of the organization, and improve employee experience, those are the things that will always be funded. In fact, actually, and I, I would imagine RF would say the same, when we look at investing in companies in the earliest days, regardless of what's happening in the market, the thing that we think about is, on the priority list, when things turn badly, where will this be on the priority of whether it's the CEO who's the sponsor or the CFO or head of product? And one of the things, quite frankly, I was most excited about when we invested in AppSend this was an abundant capital market, but when we invested, we thought that no matter what happened in markets, this would be a fundamental technology. And so I actually think it's during these periods of time that the best companies shine and separate from others, and the opportunity will be even greater. This idea of employee experience, employee NPS, net promoter score, is really, really important, especially in today's world where people talk about the great resignation. And so employees are becoming much more picky about culture, about the work-life balance, about the quality of the work that they do. And one of the opportunities in investing in intelligent automation, in investing in AI, is that it frees your employees from doing those manual, rote tasks that they need to do over and over and over again, and frees them to do higher quality, higher impact work. And so in a world where you have restricted headcount, if you can invest in software, and that is an upfront investment, 
that just lets your employees, one, focus on doing what they love as opposed to doing what they don't love, and you help them become much more efficient, you're going to win. You're going to retain those employees, you're going to make them much more productive, and you're going to shine in the boardroom. So we have uh, folks out here, you're listening to this, um, uh, I, I know what's going on in their mind. What are the areas I should focus on? How do I come out as, as a winner when this is all over, right? Uh, what would be your maybe one thing to take away from here, from this meeting, like from this discussion that they should all go back and, and think about in terms of um, investment, in terms of changing, in terms of transformation, that which will align their company to come out really stronger when this is all over? Recessions can be scary, but they're also opportunities. I'd say this is, an, this is a crisis that you should not waste. Embrace change, embrace innovation, and look very hard at every single manual process that you have in your organization. AppSend takes care of expense automation, of AP automation. There are other manual processes out there that are also ripe for change and um, ripe to be disrupted. I think this is a perfect time. I mean, so this is where, where the cost of capital is increasing or the capital is not as easy to come. Just look for the technologies that can make your teams more efficient. I mean, so as a CFO, you know, we focus on, okay, what are the technologies we can adopt that gives us immediately, you know, a 5, 10x ROI on the investment that we're making. Not only they're, they're making the ROI in terms of just savings, but also making our teams much more efficient and better. I'm sure this is what our board members expect us to deliver on that as well. So it's really imperative for every CFO, every finance leader to kind of think about that, that what are the newer technologies that can really help them and their teams become more smarter and more efficient in, in lean times like these. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the th what I would add is that it's, uh, it's in challenging times that the best companies are built. And it is absolutely an opportunity. Andy Grove wrote a book, uh, Only the Paranoid Will Survive. I actually would say it slightly differently for today's market. And that is only the agile will survive. You have to adjust to what's happened in market. You have to be really smart about the investments that you make. And great opportunities will come out of this. Only the Paranoid Survive, that's my favorite book. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's what keeps me awake, always thinking about. And I, I think that's a, that's a great, um, I think, set of things that you guys all talked about. I'm pretty sure our audience out here has learned a lot uh, about navigating this crisis, using it as an opportunity to transform the company, invest in areas which will just make you stronger, make your team stronger, make your organization stronger, and have a stronger business as well. So I want to thank all of you for taking the time today to chat with us and for this amazing conversation. Thank you. Great. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us.